I discovered that uh, I really have to, had to get my passport renewed. And so I went to L.A. to get it done quickly, and I went into the immigration offices there, and I had to go up to the third floor, and as I got on the elevator, I was surprised to see Bill Gates in the elevator with me. So I did one of these things. You've, you've done it. Trying to make sure it is who you think it is without letting them know you're looking to see if it's who you think it is. And unfortunately, he caught me glancing at him. And he asked me what I did for a living, and I told him I was a minister, and he kind of looked at me a little funny. And uh, just blew me away because suddenly he turned to me and he says, tell you what, since you're a minister, I know ministers don't make that much money, I will give you a million dollars every year for the rest of your life. I will put you up in a multi-million dollar home that you can enjoy for the rest of your life. No taxes, I'll pay for everything. I looked at him, I said, you kidding me? He said, one catch. I said, what's that? He said, now mind you, this is going to be a gorgeous home right on the Pacific Ocean. The catch is, is that you will have to be there by yourself. The food will be delivered. No emails, no cell phones, no Skype, no computers. You will just live there by yourself, not even a dog or cat. I looked at him and I said, you're crazy. And I got off the elevator. That was a parable. Okay? How often when we talk about heaven do we get focused on what heaven's going to look like and not what heaven's going to be like? We forget that the biggest part of the description of heaven in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, and although I won't be addressing that passage, I wanted Wyatt to read it from Isaiah because you'll see the ties there. Even in Isaiah, the greater part of it is very symbolic, and yet we take what it's going to look like quite literally. I, I do not want to minimize the fact that it will be a place, and we'll talk about that in a few moments. But I think sometimes in trying to get the literal picture we miss that which is most important about heaven. I'm going to go over Revelation 21 and 22. Don't open your Bibles. Leave your Bibles alone. I want you to listen to John's description of heaven. Just listen. That needs to go off the front. Wipe it out. Ah. Due to technical difficulties, this sermon is being... There we go, okay. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Oh, by the way, that means your cell phones too, okay? 
All right. First heaven, the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men, and he will be with them, and they will be his people, and he will be with them. God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no mourning or crying or death for the former, former things that passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. As he, also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water from the spring of the water of life without cost. The ones who conquer will have this as their inheritance. I will be your God, and you will be my child. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars. Their place will be in the lake of fire, burning with sulfur. This is the second death. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of, of the seven last plagues. And he spoke to me saying, come. I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me up to a, in the spirit to a high mountain. And he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper as clear as crystal. It had a large high wall with 12 gates. Twelve angels were at the gates. The names of the 12 tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations. And on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with his rod and found it to be 1,380 miles in length, and as wide and high as it is long. He measured the walls of the city and found them to be 216 feet thick, according to the measurement of mankind as the angel used it. The wall was made of jasper, and the city was pure gold, as clear as glass. The wall of the city was built on the foundation stones, and the foundation stones were inlaid with 12 precious stones, 
The first was jasper. The second was sapphire. The third, agate. And the fourth, emerald. The fifth, onyx. The sixth, carnelian. The seventh, beryl. The, the seventh, chrysolite. The eighth, beryl. The ninth, topaz. The tenth, chrysoprase. The eleventh, jacinth. And the twelfth, amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single perfect pearl. The street of the city was of pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple there. For its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God is its light. And its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk in the light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day, because there is no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful but only those whose names are written in the book of the life of the Lamb. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing down from the throne of God and of the Lamb, and it flowed through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river there was the tree of life, its twelve kinds of fruits, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of all people. The leaves of the tree for the healing of all people. There will be no longer be any curse. And the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there in the city. His servants will worship him. They will see him face to face. And his name will be written on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the glory of God, the Lord God, will give them light. And they will reign with him forever and ever. And all God's people said. Is that the best you're going to do? And all God's people said? I like to think that we're going to shout a little bit when Jesus comes to take us home. Heaven. There's a song I heard many years ago. It's a very familiar song. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. Any of you know that song? In that bright land where we'll no, never grow old. And the song talks about mansions and streets of gold. And it talks about what heaven's going to look like. And it's a good song, don't get me wrong. But if that's all heaven is, it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, don't get me wrong. I believe heaven will be a gorgeous place. 
I, I believe we'll have beautiful places to live in. The Taj Mahal is known for its beauty, considered to be probably the most beautiful building in the entire world. It's going to look like nothing compared to what heaven will be like. Nothing. You may find it interesting to know that the Bible never once mentions mansions in heaven. Pastor Gary, don't you know your Bible? John 14. Okay. The better translation is, in my Father's house are many rooms. It's emphasizing relationship. Because it's the children who belong in the rooms of a Father's house. And it was a good translation in, in 1600s because the only ones who had mansions were the royal family. They were trying to get the common person to see the fact that we are all children of a heavenly father. We are all part of divine royalty. Do you recognize that this morning? You are part of divine royalty. Not only will the places in heaven be beautiful, I believe, I believe, can you turn this light off so that picture can show a little bit better? I, I, I believe we'll see sights unknown. One of my favorite pictures. T turn around and look at it back there. It's better. Okay? That's Thousand Island Lake in Yosemite area. Nothing. Nothing compared to what heaven's going to be like. I believe heaven is a real place. It will be beautiful. We will live in gorgeous settings. We will see sights we can't begin to fathom. But all of that pales in comparison to what heaven's going to be like. What's heaven going to be like? You may have wondered about my, my sermon title, The Future Looking Back. What's that all about? Some of you may have seen the movie Back to the Future in which they have a time machine and go back quite a ways in time and all the problems that caused. Revelation 20 and 21 is us looking to the future with God and God is telling us it's going to be Eden restored. It's going to be Eden restored. But, but before we get to that, I, I want to remind you of something. There's going to be a lot of people in heaven. Last week, the guest pastors mentioned that. Revelation 19 says that he heard a voice like a great multitude. Revelation 7 says that there's a multitude that no man can number. Now, any of you blown away by the fact that it said it would be 1,380 miles long? Okay. There are two ways it could be interpreted. It could be interpreted as the circumference is 1,380 miles long, which would be 354 miles on each side. If that's the case, the, city, the state of New Mexico is 100 square miles smaller than the holy city would be. 1,380 miles smaller. I mean, I mean 100 square miles smaller than the state of New Mexico. Now, just to do a little math, figure out roughly how many people could fit in that, the city of Corona has 152,000 residents as of the 2010 census. And the average for each square mile is that just a little under 4,000 people live in each square mile of the city. That includes all the buildings, all the roads, everything. 
if you took just one-fourth of that number so that you had 1,000 people living in every square mile in the New Jerusalem, if you took just one-fourth of that, one layer, if you just had it one layer, it would be 119,025 square miles. Okay? If you took and put it in layers one mile high, layers one mile high, the city with 1,000 people per square mile, the city could have almost 42 million people. I'm sorry, 42 billion people. Billion people. If it's the larger figure. Now, I know it's not square. I couldn't figure out cities in a square. And this is a little under. From Ensenada, Mexico, to the tip of Victoria Island, to Winnipeg, Canada, down to Houston, Texas, and over to Encinita is about the size. That would be 1.9 billion square miles all the way up. With 1,000 people living in every square mile, that would be about 2.628 trillion people. No wonder, John said, there's a multitude of redeemed that no man can number. Aren't you glad we serve a God who tells us that the place he has built and the place he's going to have for us is so big that we can't fathom it? And if you think we can't fathom it, can you imagine the person in John's day, most of whom grew up in a small little area of the world, imagining taking the smaller one, a city with walls 345 miles high? What would they do with 1,380 miles high? I can't do that. That's halfway, halfway to the moon. <laughs> I mean, not halfway to the moon, but I mean, it's just, it's in the ecosphere. It's, it's in beyond where we can live. So I believe it's a place. And whether or not those are the exact dimensions of heaven, I don't know. But this I do know. Heaven will be Eden restored. Heaven will be Eden restored. All the effects of sin done with. Let's just look at some of those ways that heaven is Eden restored. First thing we notice is that there is no more death. What was the first effect that God said would happen if Adam and Eve would eat from the tree? In eating it, you will die. There'd be no more crying, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sickness. All of that gone away with it. The effects of sin are done. It says there will be no night there. That wasn't even true of Eden. It says in the evening and the morning were the first day. But because God will be there, it says... We won't have a night. It says there'll be no more curse. Chapter 22 and verse 3. No more curse. The curse of sin will be gone. Aren't you looking forward to that day? When the curse of sin is gone? Do you realize how cursing, how much curse we experience every day? It's not just sickness. It's, it's, it's not just death. It's not just 
stubbing our toes and, and, and feeling pain when that happens. It's broken relationships with people. It's being misunderstood by somebody who mis, misrepresents your motives and what you do. Sometimes intentionally and, and many times unintentionally. How many times as spouses do we even misunderstand the motives of our own spouses? And we cause hurt and pain and sorrow. There won't be any unintentional pain. Notice what chapter 22 verse 4 says. Chapter 22 verse 4 says that God's name or character will be written on our forehead. When God made man, how was he made? In the what? In the image of God. When we are in heaven, it says we will have his character on our forehead. Are those not the very same things? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it says that we will see his face again. One of the results, one of the results of sin is that Adam and Eve could no longer see God. Now we know God's spirit, and we don't know what that's going to look like. But we know we're going to be with him because not once, but three times, at least in Revelation 21 and 22, it says that God will dwell with us he will dwell among us. We will be his people, and he, God himself will be our God. Totally depending on him. The tree of life is going to be restored. The tree of life will be restored because we'll still have an element of faith to come back to the tree of life as a symbol of our trust in God to enable us to live forever but above all and through it all heaven will be about relationships unencumbered relationships heaven will be about a place where people love one another without any qualifications heaven will be a place where yes we'll have reunions with those who have died but we will have forever to grow together and learn together and be together and experience the joy of life as God meant it to be. Heaven is a real place. But heaven is about relationships. And above all, it's about the relationship with God. Notice it says, there will be no temple for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. We won't need a temple because there is no more sin that needs atonement. We won't need a temple because there is no more going through record books to, to, to see who has accepted the, the offer of grace and mercy from a God who desires to save. There will be no temple because the temple has always been about God himself in the first place. temple will be being with God forever. If I'm wrong and there are streets of gold, I guarantee you I will walk on them. 
if I'm wrong and there's a wall that's so high I can't see to the top, even though there's no enemy to come against it, and that's the whole purpose of the wall for that day and age, to show that there's no enemy that can, can, can conquer it. If, if I'm wrong and there's a wall that high, I'll admire it. If I'm wrong and, there, and there's still gigantic precious stones in, in, in the wall telling us that there's no worry about greed at all because nobody's greedy, but if I'm wrong and they're really there, I'll let my wife explain what they're all about. She appreciates jewels more than I do. But I know I'm not wrong about something. I'm not wrong about the fact that heaven is about being with God and being his people forever. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up.